0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the rails in your mouth, Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Hey, Razorback fans, this is Jacob, one of the hosts of the Hog Talk podcast. Real fast, I wanted to invite you to give us a rate and review on iTunes or or Spotify, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. We will appreciate all the reviews. Maybe even give us a share on Facebook or retweet on Twitter. Whatever it is, help us get our message out on all our social media and help us become the top podcast in the state of Arkansas and for Razorback Athletics. Woo pig. And enjoy the show. Good morning, Razorback Nation. It's Jacob Davis. Host of the Hog Talk podcast. This is episode number sixty-two of our series. Man, it's it's been a weird, weird week. Man, I, Arkansas, Arkansas's uh, man. They went from a loss at home against South Carolina, going on the road to Alabama, down twelve nothing. You're just thinking, man, it, please, please don't let it happen again. Please don't let us lose. And and we are getting it. School, we are getting it put to us. We're turning it over, not making good ball uh, ball shots and decisions of of what they're going to do, and you're just thinking, "Oh man, this is this is going to be terrible." And then all of a sudden, Mason Jones comes out and he says, "I'm taking this game over again. We're not going to lose another one." And the guy just he shoots the three so well, he drives to the basket. I mean, with ease. I I haven't seen somebody go that with that kind of ease in like five years since Jalen Barber. That guy could drive the basket well. Mason Jones drives it probably, arguably, better, and he also shoots better than what Jalen Barford did. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Mason only shot. I think he. I think he was six of thirteen at the free throw line. And you're, I, I'm speechless, guys. Like I don't. I. I really don't understand how Arkansas came away with a win. What's incredible, though is they they play with so much energy so much passion so so much energy that Musselman, he he's got it figured out he knows what he needs of these guys he knows he knows that they need max effort week uh, weekday weekday game, to weekend game, each each game arkansas arkansas's players know what what coach Musselman wants out of his guys so jimmy witt goes 11 to 19 also again not shooting a three-point basket or even making one he was 11 to 19 57 um he also had four total rebounds two assists four steals one block and only one turnover so his assisted turnover ratio there was two to one but he also scored 26 points desi seals he uh came off the bench again going two for six and uh, he had one three, so, I mean, he was one for four, th- uh, three-point line. Uh, he also had one total rebound. He had three steals, two assists, uh, three turnovers. So, turnovers, I mean, Arkansas, they had nine of them. Uh, their starters, the, the, four of their five starters had one. Uh, let's see here. Mason Jones had 30 points. He had uh, five rebounds after he had 11 on Wednesday night and a loss to South Carolina. Reggie Cheney, how about him? Eight points and eleven total rebounds. Uh he also had a steal and a block. That guy, he when Arkansas needed a big man all year long to really come out and, and, and play well. And Reggie Cheney went up strong. There was I've been on Arkansas for about five or six years about not going up on rebounds with two hands. Always go up strong. Don't when you when you go up with one hand for a rebound that gives you makes you prone to not being able uh, to to box out or, or go up strong for rebounds, and you just tip it. It's like you're basically uh, uh, tipping a volleyball over in the net. That that's basically what it is. There is is you're not going up strong. And in Isaiah Joe he had zero points, two personal fouls, and one rebound. It Was oh from oh uh, from three from three. Uh, kind of disappointing night. You can still tell that. Uh, something's lingering in that knee, uh, real gimpy. Only played 21 minutes, so uh, Jalen Harris came in. He gave Arkansas uh, some great, some great uh, points and great minutes. He had 11 points. Uh, uh, he only had one turnover, two two assists, one steal, uh, two rebounds. Shot one or two from uh, beyond the arc, and was uh, three of four overall shooting. That those were great minutes. That's probably the best. Uh, best minutes that I've ever seen Jalen Harris play in a Razorback uniform. Uh, so props to him. Props to to uh, Ray, uh, Reggie Chaney, Jimmy Witt, and Mason Jones. I really like Mason Jones, guys. And, and you know, if you're in our Discord or or uh, you you see me on my Twitter page or Facebook, any kind of social media, I always put praise out to Mason Jones. And and it's really funny because our preacher, he said one time when I was a young kid uh, that that you don't give your pearls to pigs. <laughs> and and that's really, it, it kind of comes true every now and then because Arkansas doesn't always have the nice things. And, and we thought about that for a while with uh, Arkansas you know, coming up short so many times in the NCAA tournament, coming up short so many times, uh, with the special players that can make a difference uh, in the future of, of this Razorback program. And really, it's amazing that Mason Jones, the kid that used to be 270 pounds as a junior in high school, had no looks as a senior, went junior college, trimmed his body, made, him, made himself a D1 prospect. Mike Anderson somehow finds him. His brother, Matt, uh, played played uh, at Duke for a national championship team, so you obviously knew there was a pedigree. I think his uh, sister did too. Um, all, obviously the pedigree was there, and then he just he's come here. He's had multiple thirty point games in the both both seasons he's played, and I hope Arkansas can hold on to him. And the really the thing that I want to brag on him the most about is I'm a believer. Uh, I believe that. That God's and His Son are down a cross for our sins, and and He God gives he, He's given and He's taken away so many things throughout throughout eternity, and and also He gives us the common grace. He gives believers and unbelievers common grace to to have the talents that each and every single person has, and. Mason Jones gave God the credit after that win against Alabama. Whether it was sincere or not, I'm not judging that. But for him to to go up to, to a post-game interview and say, this is all glory to God, thank you for my talents, and he's displaying it, he's displaying his talents and, and saying that my God did this for me. As a believer, that, that makes me giddy. It makes me happy and, and makes me even more of a fan of Mason Jones. Yes, the bromance continues. It may be one sided, but yes, it makes my romance with Mason a lot a a lot bigger. And I've been calling it for for two years. I thought Mason Jones was the best player on this team, and he keeps on proving it and proving it and proving it week in and week out. Uh, one of the best slashers in the game, one of the best shooters in the ball game. Uh, he was 10 of 20 uh, shooting overall, 6 of 13 uh, in two-point figures, 4 of 7, which is 57.1%. Uh, and he did shoot 6 of 13 from the free-throw line, which that's 46%. But, man, you take what you get from him. And even if it is 6 of 13 at the free-throw line, even though he is a 88% free-throw shooter, some guys are going to have an off night. But he, but he made up for it with what he did. While time was still running, Arkansas was down twelve to nothing. Arkansas went on a twenty-five to twelve run uh, throughout the uh, start. From from that point where they started out twelve down twelve nothing, to take the lead, they went down and Mason Jones came back. Looked like they were going to go to the halftime down uh, down six, and then uh, Mason Jones comes down there makes a three uh, with that four seconds to go and. And really, that I think that turned the momentum. And Arkansas knew that they could go into the half thinking they had some little bit of momentum, and then they came out and they proved it in the second half. That was incredible. Um, I, I really Arkansas shot forty seven and a half percent overall in the game. They shot fifty one percent from two, 37 percent from three, which is pretty good. That's that's about their average uh, this season, um, twenty to twenty nine for the free throw line. So when even Mason Jones went six to thirteen. Uh, the rest of them, they they went fourteen of of sixteenth line. That's incredible. Uh, Arkansas hasn't shot that well at the free throw line in quite a few seasons. So Arkansas goes and uh, now they play Auburn uh, heading out, uh, and Auburn's eighteen and two. They just came or nineteen and two. They just came off a victory over Kentucky. So uh, this this is going to be a big one. Arkansas's Arkansas is going to have their hands full in Bud Walton Arena. Don't get me wrong, uh, Auburn has uh, has a lot of kids. They're they're young, but they're talented, and and you just better look out. They're 19 and two, six and two overall in the SEC. They're second. They're scoring at seventy nine points a game. They're giving up uh, sixty eight percent, sixty eight points per game. Um, Their offensive rating is 38th out of 353 teams in the country, and their defensive rating is 89th out of 353. So, obviously, Arkansas can maybe, uh, if they can penetrate the lane, uh, shoot well from beyond the arc, get everybody healthy, get Isaiah Joe going again, uh, Arkansas may have a chance. I mean, Auburn has a lot of size. Uh, Their their leading scorer is Samir Dowdy, 15 points a game, four rebounds. He's a 6'4 guard, 195 pounds, and Isaiah Okor, Okoro, 13 points a game four rebounds he's a six six forward. uh Javon McCormick a guy that I mean Arkansas's had to deal with for so long he averages 10 point seven uh ten point seven points a game three point9 rebounds uh he's a six foot 175 guard Austin Wiley, another senior 611 260 pound center he's a guy that averages uh 10 point1 points per game nine point two rebounds so Arkansas is gonna have obviously have issues again uh trying to get rebounds, but even when Arkansas does struggle to get rebounds, their turnovers um, are what helps them, and points off turnovers helps them stay in the game. Uh, Daniel Purifoy, another senior, forward 6'7", 230 pounds at our Centerville, Alabama, Hargrave Military Academy. It's 9.6 points their game, 4.9 rebounds. And then you have Anthony Macklemore, who uh, he's another senior, 6'7", 220. He averages 7-4, and 4, almost 8-4 and ballgame. Jamal Johnson, sophomore guard, six four, one eighty five, averages four four and a half and a rebound and a half a game. And then uh, Devin Cambridge, Alan Flanagan, another kid that's out of Little Rock Parkview. He averages three points, two and a half rebounds. Does he come out and uh, have an outstanding game against his home state school? And then uh, you had Tyrell Jones, Preston Cook it's this team and then you have Javon Franklin who is on this team but he he hasn't gave uh given auburn any really key minutes this season uh for them overall uh, our, uh auburn's efficiency rating is just uh, uh pretty good uh, even though they they do shoot uh, 53% from two two point land inside inside the arc that's uh best for 48th in the country uh are three point Percentage is 31 and a half. It, that ranks 291st out of 300-something uh, teams. They shoot from the three-throw uh, line, 67%. That's 280th in the country. Um, they do. Uh, they rank in the top 50 in rebounds, uh, 217th in assists, though, uh, 208th in steals. So that's, uh, they have 135 on the season. But they have 111 blocks on the year. So that ranks them 20th overall in the country. And at points per game, ranks him 22nd at 79. So, so Auburn, they have a lot of offense, but they but they do have a few issues on defense. I mean, obviously, they, they only rank in the top 100 in a few statistical categories. Um, they they give up uh, 41% uh, shooting, uh, field goal percentage overall per game, uh, 40, uh, 46 from inside the two. So that's 89th in the country. They give up thirty uh, percent in three point percentage. Uh, teams teams don't really rebound well against them, so uh, Arkansas is going to have to. They're going to have to earn it uh, come come uh, Tuesday night at six o'clock at Bud Walton Arena on the SEC network. Um, in conference play, though, uh, Auburn's they've been up and down, but their field goal percentage is thirty nine and a half percent, which ranks them eleventh in the conference. But they're they're also 11th in the conference in what they give up per game at 43%. This is, this is conference play, just conference play, guys. Um, they give up 47% inside, so that's 5th in the conference on defense. And then they give up also their 34% uh, three-point shooting. So if Arkansas can get it going from beyond the arc, obviously our, uh, Auburn's uh, next to last in three-point percentage defense in conference play. Uh, they give up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they're second in offensive rebounds given up, but they're also second in offensive rebounds that they get. So uh, their rebounds, uh, they're seventh in allowing teams to rebound. Uh, they allow them eighty-eighty-four 84 uh, assist overall that ranks them at fifth in the conference. So that's in the top half steals allowed. They given up that gives them in the top half. Um, let's see here They're They've been blocked 38 times, so that's one of the lower teams. That's because of their size, uh, but their turnovers—they give the—they give the ball up a lot. They're fifth in turnovers given up uh, at 106. They also foul a lot too, uh, at 181 fouls. So Arkansas, Arkansas has the ability if they can get inside and maybe maybe get some jumpers. Auburn will foul a lot and keep Arkansas keep that game close at the line. And they also give up 71.8%, uh, 71.8 points per game. That ranks Auburn 8th in the conference in points given up per game. So what, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, when, whenever, uh, after this episode, tell me what you guys think about what Arkansas's chances are against Auburn. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Arkansas has got their hands full. I mean, obviously, like I, I went through their roster here and, and you can obviously see the size differential between Arkansas and Auburn. I mean, look, you, you look at look at Arkansas's roster real quick. Let me uh, let me pull that up real fast. Yeah, it's just incredible. Mason Jones, 65207. Jimmy Witt, 63, 175. Isaiah Joe, 65167. Desi, 62196. Adria, 66, 222. Jalen Harris, 62166. Reggie Chaney, 68222. Gene Tulsilla, 67215. Ethan Henderson, 68210. Jamario Bell, 6'5-250. And then you have Ameko Beku from Plano, 68235. And then you have your uh, a few, few graduate transfers and transfers overall that are that are sitting out. You have Connor Vanover, 6 uh 7'3, 230. J.D. Note, six two one eighty five, 185. E.E. Iowa. I haven't said his name in quite some time. I used to know how to say that. But 6, 9, 2, 10. So, obviously, Arkansas's tallest players, are uh, two of their tallest players, sitting on the bench this season uh, because of transfer rules. But, man, look, Arkansas's got Mason Jones at 20- 20 a game. Jimmy Witt at 15 a game. Isaiah Joe at 16 a game. Desi Seals at 10 a game. A.J. Bailey at 6. Jalen Harris at 4. Reggie Cheney at four and a half points per game, but he came. He's come up big in conference play. A guy that's playing big minutes and Gene tosilla If Arkansas can just get a little bit from him, uh, they will pay dividends come come uh, come Auburn's game and the rest of the uh, conference play. And Arkansas, obviously, honestly, they don't have a terrible schedule coming forward after Auburn. Obviously, they go on the road on Saturday and. And they play a tough game against Missouri. Yeah, Arkansas is going to have it. They're going to have it tough. Arkansas Arkansas's. Arkansas's you know, you want to see them do well, but uh, they're sixteen and five. They're four and four. They're in seventh place in the SEC, obviously with a tie for that. Um, but man, you, you've got a pretty good test coming forward. I'll say that you're at Missouri Saturday, February eighth. You're at Tennessee on February 11th, and then you come back home on Saturday, the day after Valentine's Day, and you play Mississippi State. Then you go on the road to Florida, who hasn't been a, a historical Florida team. Matt White, I think he's one of the most underachieving coaches in the SEC. And then you have home against Missouri, home against Tennessee, at Georgia, home against LSU, and then at Texas a to close it out. Guys, Arkansas could potentially, they could go, Eight and ten, nine and nine in conference play. I'm not going to go down and, and say win loss win loss win loss. Maybe I do, but I don't. I don't know if you beat Auburn at home, but you go on the road against Missouri and Tennessee, and that could be your potential fifth and sixth road wins of the season. And then you come back home against Mississippi State and you pick that one up. That's three wins right there. After you maybe a loss to Auburn. And and you're looking at seven and five overall in conference. You go at Florida, that's seven and six. You come back home and play Missouri and Tennessee. That's eight and nine. That that's right there, nine and five. Go on the road at Georgia, where Arkansas's had a history of going and winning here lately. That's ten wins. And then go back home against LSU to close out. Could Arkansas win that game? I mean, obviously they went on the road and played the undefeated LSU Tigers to, to a T. Only lost by two or three, so I mean you, you either get win number eleven or or loss number six. So that's ten and six, and then you got Texas A&M uh, at, on the road, and you can win that one. Arkansas's got a chance here to to be a ten or eleven win ball team going to the SEC tournament and and potentially win the game or win or go into the NCAA tournament. Simply incredible, considering the lack of size. So real quick, let's switch over to recruiting. Arkansas's uh, Arkansas's man—they're they're looking good. They're setting themselves up for a for a good run at landing some pretty good prospects. I mean, Arkansas—they they got Andy Boykin uh, this week. They also had a Xavier Kelly come in from from Clemson this weekend, a guy that that Arkansas really needs to help turn around this defense. And then you have Levi Draper, who was also here. He's a graduate transfer linebacker out of Oklahoma. So, obviously, you're getting these guys in. Uh, can Arkansas get them in, get them committed, and can Arkansas kind of mend what's broken on this defense? I don't know, but Andy Boykin, that addition of him was really solid. I like that addition. Arkansas's, Arkansas's got something going there, and – uh and if Arkansas can can continue to get some surprises on the recruiting trail, which I consider Andy Boykin being a surprise, because many people, many teams were on this kid. I really like that. And you, you, let's go through this these commitments real quick. You have got Miles Slusher who who signed in the role. He's your highest rated uh, player in this class. Then Darren Turner, the four star, and then Blaine Toll, who many consider he's a he's a three star composite. But uh, 24-7 Sports has him as a four-star. Then you have Kellen Burrell, who's a defensive back, who uh, who who flipped from Missouri to Arkansas late in the process, and Julius Coates, who also enrolled. And then you had Jashad Stewart, Catrillo Wallace, Ray Curry, who many people say he's either a three- or a four-star offensive lineman. Dominique Johnson, one of the lowest-rated players in this class, but he has a really good tape, really good size, a 6'1", 230, I mean, he could be a he could look potentially like a Cody Walker type of running back. He could also play a linebacker too, but I think our, uh, Arkansas offered him as a running back, and I think that's where he's going to stay at. If uh, I mean, you got Ebony Jackson, who who some some recruiting services having you know, a four star, especially like ESPN, uh, but twenty four seven sports they take up uh, everybody's recruiting rankings and mold them into one. Ebony Jackson, a three star on twenty four seven sports. Uh, he's a hard commit. Andy Boykin, three-star. Uh, I think ESPN has him as a four-star. Nick Turner, who's a three-star safety. Ja'Cory Turner, a three-star defensive end or outside linebacker. He's 6'2", 205. Eric Thomas, another defensive end, 6'3", 230. Jaqueline McGee, another defensive end, 6'4", 255. JT Towers, a linebacker commitment, 6'4", 210 pounds. Kari Johnson, 6'4", 100, or 6'4" 184. Uh, defensive back out of uh, out of Connecticut. That was a big get. And you also get Felipe Franks, a uh, four star uh, coming out of high school quarterback. So he may get some considering amount of playing time this season. And then you have Jerry Jacobs, who is a three star uh, defensive back coming out of high school. But he also uh, he also came in and uh, did well at Arkansas State. Uh, was one of, he was a Sun Belt Defensive uh, Player of the Year a couple of seasons ago? That was a big get. So you add Levi Draper and you add Xavier Kelby, and and you get some of these kids that maybe a Marshall Henderson, some of these surprises that that uh that you don't expect to get but you actually do. Uh, that would be huge considering we uh, uh, where Arkansas where Arkansas is at right now. They're currently ranked 40th overall. That's that's a that's they've come a far away from where they were. You knew they were gonna come up. You knew they you knew their recruiting ranking was going to raise uh, rise up after a few commitments, even though you're 118th in the country, uh, starting out when Sam Pittman was here. I didn't realize it was that bad. And now they're fortieth, uh, looking for a top forty class. Can they get it? Who knows? But Arkansas they've got a chance to to uh, be be really they've reached and they've reached well. That's what I'm trying to say. And Arkansas may get away with the top 40 class. Who knows? Uh, if you get you get a uh, a quarterback, if you get that quarterback, man, <laughs> I really really like Malik Hornsby, uh, a kid that's he's he's not as tall as you'd expect him to be. He he looks like 6'4", 6'5", on the field. They got him on uh, two four seven sports at a six two. Hundred seventy five pounds. He looks a lot bigger. He's a four star quarterback. Arkansas gets him. Man, watch out. Arkansas could. Uh, they could be rolling. Who else do they get, guys? I mean, there there's plenty of other other players out there that Arkansas potentially could get. Um, like a like a uh, Marcus Henderson, or you have Jalen Saint John. Uh, several kids out there. If Arkansas can get between 20 to 22 kids, uh, man, guys, Arkansas could have a solid class. Broderick Jones, I think he may end up staying in Georgia. Try to think of a few other kids' names. Uh, I can't really think of any right now. And then you add the two graduate transfers. That, I mean, obviously, you don't. that doesn't count towards your recruiting ranking. But uh, – Two, two uh, transfers that get you up to twenty three guys that you sign uh, this this off season. man incredible uh, man I didn't think Arkansas would sign a full class I thought they would sign about eighteen or nineteen kids kind of similar to what the seventeen they did uh, three seasons ago uh, with Bumper Pool and Connor Nolan's class so yeah this is this is huge uh, Arkansas has got an opportunity to be a really really good class. And you want to see that. And, and it just shows what Barry Odom, uh, Sam Pittman, and, and Kendall Bryles have done. And their assistant coaches what a great job. They have done closing out this class in the limited amount of time that they had. Arkansas has the opportunity now to to go out and surprise some people next season. And with this 2021 class, you obviously get your first – Commitment in this class with Terry Willis, who obviously doesn't have a recruiting ranking right now, but he could be a three to four star. This is, this is a start of a big, really heavy next two classes among the offensive line in the classes of 2021 and 2022. And uh, we'll get to that in the next episode. But for now, thank you for uh, joining me this morning. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Go Hogs, Whoopig. And thank you for joining episode number 62 of the hog talk podcast. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.